Good afternoon, everyone. This is Omar Jarala. How are you? In a new episode of uh, Amateur Talk. Forgive me t- today if you hear a lot of noises of children in the background. My grandkids are visiting. Oh, you hear? I'm not in my uh, in my uh, studio, makeshift studio that I have. But I would like today to discuss the many things that happened. Is deja vu again or Groundhog's Day? Remember the movie with Bill Murray when everything kept ha- happening the same thing? Well, we're having the same thing going. Like, uh, the same thing happening again. The same thing that happened in 2016. It looks like we are at the moment. We were in 2016. The media is sapping at Joe Biden's enthusiasm voters. Voters, voters' enthusiasm by floating his lead in the polls by double digits. And the Trump campaign is in disarray and out of money. Sounds familiar? The same things were happening leading up to the 2016 um, election before Hillary Clinton. The media was uh, floating that... Uh, Hillary Clinton was going to be the president, and everybody thought she was going to win. And everyone stayed home. A lot of people stayed home in, in important cities like uh, Milwaukee or Detroit, Michigan, or Pennsylvania, Ohio. A lot of African-American voters did not vote. A lot of people did not vote. We thought it was a done deal. With hey, Listen, she, she could beat this idiot. I mean, what is he? just told the little jokes. And he squeezed by by 70,000 votes in three states. But he lost the popular vote. Since in our country we have a two system, <laughs> two electrical, uh, a two electric uh, systems, <clears throat> we have a system of uh, the popular vote, which counts for the the college, uh, uh, the electrical college for each state, and then we have the addition of you have to get two hundred and seventy uh, electrical college to become the president of the United States. These were setups to uh, keep uh, con artists from take uh, from fooling the people. Oh, uh, of misleading the people and they might vote for the wrong guy and he might become president. And the opposite happened. The people voted for the right person, but the electrical college delivered us a, a con artist. Anyway, the next 12 days are the most important days in our, in our country. I think since the Civil War. These 12 days to November 3rd or 13 days to election days are very important. They are very important because we have to decide what future we want as Americans. On November, on November 3rd, every vote that we vote is either a vote for freedom, a vote for uh, unity, a vote for an America for all, a vote for us, not them, or against, uh, us against them, a vote of normalcy, a vote of going back to business as a, a, a country, not red state, blue state, red state, blue state, or conservatism, whatever. no. Or it's a vote, it's a vote for, for Trump. Every vote for Donald Trump, I'm sorry to tell you, is a vote for racism, for divisiveness, for anti-American, everything you want to call it. The man is a failure. In his presidency, he has not delivered anything that is tangible. The only thing he has delivered is a tax cut for the rich. Our country is in disarray. Our health system is in disarray. More than 220,000 Americans are dead. 800 to 1,000 die a day, and he's ignoring it. You know what he's doing? 
He's going from city to city, holding big rallies of 20,000, 15,000, and spreading the disease even more. The president has become a super spreader. The president doesn't care about leading or about uh, becoming president. All he cares about telling jokes and getting laughs. He enjoys that. He needs that gratification of people laughing at his jokes. But right now, four years later, he's like a uh, stand-up comedy who's using old uh, material. Like when they tell the same jokes every year from club to club, they become old. They have to either uh, have a special and start new jokes or that's it. We cannot live a lie no more of uh, headlines. Every day this man has been in our TV every single day with a different scandal, a different uh, idiotic moves, uh, everything you can name it. Every day he's a leader in our, in our networks. I'm going to be honest with you. During the eight years of Obama presidency, I never took notice of anything. I didn't even vote. I never know what the debates were. I didn't even know. Even the election day, I just, oh, election happened. Because it was normal. We had a normal Republican Party, and we had a normal Democratic Party. It depends on what you call normal is. But we, have, uh, we had some sort of normalcy. We had, we had Republicans who adhere to their uh, conservatism or to their ideas, or have ideas. They don't have anything right now to, to give to the American people. The Republican Party is bankrupt. Their only agenda is Trump, 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 Trump. They will not even hold him uh, accountable for the things he does. Or even dare to make a statement. Don't you notice every time he makes a statement or crazy statements, what happens? What do they do? Ah, uh, well, I haven't read that tweet. Um, well, I haven't heard that statement yet. That's what they do all the time. Cowards, unches, those people with the, uh, they are the biggest cowards I've ever seen. Shows you the danger, how our country could fall as a democracy when people who are elected by the people refuse to do their job and, become, uh, and do their oversight on government. I don't know how the mic is sounding, but I'm trying to get new equipment, but please forgive me and help me out and stay with me. I'm trying to make sense of things. I don't want to be a yellow like the other people, uh, the conservative, the conservative um, talkers like the Tim Pool who yells at the mic. Don't you notice something? Democrats and liberals don't yell when they talk on TV or during a, a committee meeting. And Republicans always yell. You know why? Because they're screaming at their, um, at their uh, people who elected them. They think if they scream a lot, it makes sense and it must be true. It's not. We have a, a three branch of government. Every branch is like a three-legged table. It's supposed to have oversight on the other. If one leg of that three-legged table falls, the whole table falls. What we found ourselves was we had a Senate that was led by Mitch, uh, Moscow Mitch who refused to do their job as an oversight of government. Just do your job. We're not asking you to, 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 to do us favors or, 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 or to compromise on your views or on your ideologies. But do your job. Just do some oversight. You have to say, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. You know, that's how we Americans do. You know, we tolerate a lot of shit. But sometimes when we see something that is false, we say, nah, that's wrong, man. Nah, that's wrong, man. He should be doing that. I don't think we 
They don't want to do that. They will get up on Fox TV, the propaganda arm of the Republican Party or the entertainment arm of the Republican Party, and they tell lies. Even Fox News has become complicit in this derangement, this disarray of discourse of our political life. That is dangerous for our country. A lot of groups are, a lot of extremist groups like these uh, white nationalists, whatever they call themselves, or militia, these are a bunch of garbage people. Well, let's start a civil war. Listen, I have seen country become failed states. And when they collapse, you're not going to be in charge, my friend. Don't think it's going to be, oh, look, we're in charge. No. A lot of different actors come into play. A lot of different actors come. They're going to devour our country into pieces and break it into millions and millions of pieces. You think right now we have 50 states? You're going to have 1,000 states. If, God forbid, our country was ever to dissolve or become a failed state. You have to be careful. Our country is held together by an idea of freedom, an idea of acceptance, an idea of religious freedom, an idea of pursuit of happiness, an idea that we accept each other for what we are and we grow. And if we make a mistake, we go over it again and we correct it. That's what we do. That's what our democracy does. We have made mistakes in the past. We have made mistakes in the past. But decades later, we came back and we corrected them. That's how it works. That's how democracy works. But when you have a political party, such as the Republican Party, that refuses to grow or to bring new people into its uh, tent, Oh, to compete for ideas and not ideas with the people, but has resorted, resorted to Mary Gandrin, Mary Gandrin, whatever the word is, excuse me sometime, you know, I'm not uh, uh, my language. Oh, voter suppression, oh, cheating, outright cheating. That's not a party with a future. That's a dangerous political party. That political party is going to become narrower and narrower in ideas and, and, and it's going to be hijacked by extremists to the point where it becomes dangerous to us, the stability of the country and the political discourse that we hold. The Republican Party, what they are doing right now, the Republican Party right now is a minority party. They, they, they don't represent a lot. They are, they are about 25% of the country. And they hold more power than they're supposed to. They have been doing it through management, through uh, lies, through maneuvering, through things. Right now, there are more than 50, 60 lawsuits trying to suppress voters. We are a democracy. We're supposed to make it easier for people to vote. We want people to vote from every corner of the United States. Because when people vote, we get fair representation. I don't care how you vote, but you got to let people vote. You saw what they're doing in Texas, in Pennsylvania. They, they, they're suing. No, we can't have that. Or oh, mail ballot is fraud. In California, the Republican Party put more than 20, 30 fake drop boxes. Ballot boxes. Fake. You cannot get more criminal than that. This is third world country tactics. Tactics. This is what third world garbage banana republics do during elections 
We, the United States, used to go to a third world country and observe the elections and certify the election as a fair or as a fraud. Now we need people to come to the United States and certify our elections. That's what it's come to. That's what it has come to. It's a shame what's going on in the country. It's a shame that people have failed us as a country. People are sick. People are broke. People have no money. And all this president and his party could do is lie and lie and lie and lie again. The pandemic, I don't know. Sometimes, excuse my language, I cannot pronounce the words. I don't know what it is. And I've been here all my life, but... The epidemic or pandemic of the coronavirus is, could have been eased a little bit if we had the right response from day one. The president could have got it. When the, when the NBA shut down and all the football team and the president came on TV, I just did not one car outside for two weeks. It was like a, we were in a, a war footing, like we were in a war zone, like people were just home. But the president failed failed to take that opportunity and get on TV and say, listen, we have a disease that spreads. We need to do this and this and that and that and that. We have to protect ourselves, protect our economy, try to help each other out and learn every day. We needed that leadership, but that leadership was not there. We shut down the country and lost trillions of dollars in economic uh, growth. And Congress spent more than $3 trillion in aid to businesses. My grandkids are fighting, so forgive me. All my grandkids are here visiting, so it's okay. It's a podcast. I mean, what are you going to do? Where was I? We spent trillions and trillions of dollars trying to save the economy. And the president has been, what he's doing, he's been sabotaging, has been sabotaging the response to our, uh, to our, uh, to the disease. He's the number one saboteur. The president of the United States has done everything in his power to create doubts, to uh, make it look like a hoax, to, to get people to be infected. So why did we spend all those trillions and trillions of dollars if this idiot is running around like a nut job? He had made wearing a mask political. He told people not to wear a mask. You understand what I'm saying? He told people not to wear a mask. And he has people like to prove his point. Everybody got sick. His wife got sick. His son got sick. Uh, the people who were done got sick. He got sick. He's probably still sick. Why is he doing this? Now, every state, we are having a second wave. Every day, there are 70 to 80,000 new cases. And some of, these states, some of these states are not even testing right. They cheat on the testing, especially uh, those states under... The, the idiot governors who are, who are puppets to the Trump presidency, they try to, uh, to uh, soften the, the numbers so Trump doesn't look as bad as he is. The people, a lot of people are not dying because now people have gotten to know the disease. The people have become, the disease have weakened a little bit as it moves from, from area to area, from uh, people to, it becomes weak as it carries new genomes, as a DNA, but still people are dying. A thousand, a thousand people a day are dying. That's a lot of Americans dying every day. That's like a war. More than a war. Remember, if we have five soldiers, we go crazy. They died in a, in a battle zone. That's what we need to do. Now, 
to the democratic voters or to people who want their country back, on November 3rd, you have to go to vote. I don't care what you're doing. If you have not sent your ballot by mail, you should go to the, to, to the polls and vote. You have to because the country depends on you. I depend on you. My grandkids depend on you. America depends on you. Our unity depends on you. Our union depends on you. Our way of life depends on you. Our economy depends on you. Our health care depends on you. Everything you can say depends on you, the voter. Because if 63 million Americans go and vote for that criminal, he is a criminal, and we know he's a criminal, you have no excuse no more. Because last time you had to excuse, oh, we thought he's a businessman. We didn't know who, how he was. We wanted to try something new. We wanted to shake, that, shake the system down. No, you didn't. This man is a one-moving swamp. He is worse. He's dirtier than the dirty people in Washington. He has the worst swamp. All of his, the many people he came into the White House were either in jail or under investigation or have been uh, or, or, um, are in the process of going to jail or out of probation. We cannot do that. We have to vote. Everyone has to vote. Wisconsin, Milwaukee, you have to get up and vote. Michigan, you have to get up and vote. Don't be lazy. Don't sleep like last time. Ohio, you got to go, go, go and vote. Philadelphia, you have to come out and vote. The black vote has to come out in every corner of this country and vote and save the country from destruction. White women in suburbia, you got to go out and vote. Don't believe it's a fear, a fear tactic. He's putting all this fear on you about, um, oh, I'm saving the suburbs. Who are you saving it from, you racist? Piece of shit. Are you trying to say that if black people or people of color move into, into the suburbs? I live in the suburbs. I'm a person of color. I have beautiful neighbors. White, black, everywhere. We live peacefully. We have beautiful neighborhood. We have beautiful schools. Uh, we say hi to each other. They visit us. We visit each other. There's nothing wrong. This is what America is all about. We are the Milton part of the world. The fear tactic of them against us, that's in the 20s and the, during the Jim Crow era, was the Jim Crow or the Jim Croc era, when uh, terrorism was against the black people in the South. The whole Jim Crow era was to, uh, to terrorize black people to move to the North so they would not have a, an electrical uh, strength in their elections. Because after Reconstruction, there were congressmen, governors in the South, yeah? Then they, uh, they, did, a, uh, they did the run around it, and they came with these new laws, Poland tax, uh, terrorism, hanging, lynching, uh, everything you can name it, just to get people to run away to New York and the other states so they could uh, not end their uh, voter, the voting base there. Everybody knows that, and you don't need to know. But we don't want to uh, dwell on the past. We have to dwell on the future. Don't believe the media. The media, what they do is they tell, oh, Joe Biden is 12% ahead. Oh, Joe Biden is this. Don't believe the media. We have to act like Joe Biden and Harris are 10, 15 points behind Trump. Don't let them become complicit in re-electing Donald Trump to ruin our country. The media has a, a skin in this game. The media is making money out of Donald Trump. The media, especially the cable networks, they have content, everyday content. Every day, this idiot does something crazy and they have to uh, uh, and act all this foolishness and they're enjoying it. 
Every network is making billions and billions of dollars since Donald Trump became president, believe it or not. Every pundit that comes on TV has written a book. Every, all of them. And they're all writing it right now. They're all coming out before the presidency is over because they, they're betting, huh? If he loses, the book is not going to have any importance. So Donald Trump's presidency of chaos and idiocy has become a, 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 a bonanza or a, a, a money-making machine for pundits on CNN, on MSNBC, or on C- oh, Fox. I don't, I don't even consider that a channel. I think Fox is the, the National Enquirer of gossip of the networks. I think the Murdoch, the Murdoch family are the biggest criminals in the world. They have, through the media in, in Europe, in the United States, have created uh, divisiveness and, and created hate and racism in every, in every media market they have been. That old piece of shit is about 90 years old. He refuses to go. I don't know why. He has, been, he has been doing this for years. The first time he entered the United States in the 80s, you know what he used to do? He used to go to conservatives, like lawmakers, and say, uh, you want to write a memoir? And gives them like $500,000 to $100,000 advance. It, nobody wanted to read about the old day memoir. It was, a, it was a, what do you call it? It was a corrupt move. You know what I'm saying? He was giving them money, you know, to get his way. And he did get his way. He got, uh, he's, he got new stations in, in same markets that was not allowed before. And he did a lot of, a lot of, a lot. he has, he has, he has uh, heard out, heard out democracy, this man. The Murdoch family that owns Fox 5 or Fox News, whatever. The Wall Street Journal, Channel 5, they own uh, the New York Post, they own all these places. They have heard out uh, democracy. They have uh, created divisiveness. They have hired every hateful scumbag you could think of. Hannity is the biggest shitbaggy. Sean Hannity is the biggest scumbag in the world. I know him. He used to be on WABC 77, Walt Disney had him. Every day for three hours, he used to fan hate in New York City. It was him on WABC 77 and Bob Grant, the dead bastard on uh, WOR, whatever. On the other, every day, hate, 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 hate. Then you have the, the drug addict, Rush Limbaugh, who's dying of uh, lung cancer. That man is the most evil piece of shit I have ever seen. He's been dividing America for the last 30 or 35 years. He has burned working on division and dividing this country. Anyway, that's a conversation for a different time. I don't know how the audio is right now. I'm trying to work on it, but I'm telling you, Go to vote. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the media. George, just think Joe Biden is losing. You have to go to vote for me, for my kids, for your kids, for your grandkids. We're in America. We want to go. We want to save our country. Our country is a, is a beautiful country. We don't hate each other. I mean, we have, we have some segments of our population that, that are on the fringes who don't make no sense. Uh, Talk a lot of shit for years, but the majority of Americans are hardworking Americans. Americans want jobs, they, they want stability, they want to buy homes, they want to buy a car, they want to pay, to pay their mortgage. We don't want to all get, we don't want to all become billionaires. We don't care who are billionaires. If an American is able to feed, put food on his table for his family, able to own a car or own a home, he's happy. He doesn't care what Jeff Bozo or whatever Bill Gates is making. That's what's so beautiful about America. 
We don't look at what other people make. We don't care. We just live our lives from the school janitor to the school principal. Listen, all this today. I don't know, man. There's too much fire trucks here. Anyway, I'm talking to you. I'm Amar Jadallah. I'm talking to you here from the the great state of New York, in the suburbs, in the deep mountain suburbs of New York. And I'm telling you to go to vote. I wish you will plan your vote right now. Start planning it. Wait online. Be patient. And save the country. I'm going to say, have a good day. God bless you. God bless your children. God bless America. God bless everything that we hold dear. Our country is the only thing we have. And if we lose it, then we have nothing. Trust me, you will have nothing. Don't believe those idiotics of dividers and all that. God bless you until we meet next time in in a new episode of Amateur Talk. Thank you. God bless America. Bye.